Hello, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, brought to you by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Tekesta, and I'll be your host this evening as we bring you some great ideas about different applications and software and even other new items that could help you in your everyday life. And also, we think that since it is the holiday season, these might even serve as some good gift ideas for all of you. Uh, so our first guest this evening is uh, Linda Allison. Hi, Linda. Hi, Dr. Bill. Hi, welcome to the show. And uh, where are you calling in from, Linda? Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay, and how's it over there in Tennessee tonight? Um, I think right now we're in the 40s. We've been running in the mid-50s and not just nice weather. Yeah, that actually is very nice. Over here in L.A., it's in the 50s, and it's actually very nice. So for those who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Linda? Um, hmm. Well, um, <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of fun. Um, I am the treasurer for CCLVI. Um, Council of Citizens with Blind Vision International. Huh? I am here for Tennessee Council of the Blind. Um, I'm on a couple of the ACB national committees. Um, by profession, I am a blind vendor. Um, used to be a French instructor. Oh, uh, really? I didn't know. Revenue that. service. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. You were teaching French in high school or something like that? College. College. I taught first and second year college level, um, elementary and intermediate French. Wow. Oh, you must be very, very good. <laughs> I'm near native, yes, sir. Wow. Now, Even with a southern accent. Yeah. So. <laughs> how, did you, uh, how did you learn French? Uh, it started off as a way to get out of another class. Um when I was in junior high school, and um, I took it, and I liked it, but I wasn't able to take it again until my, I guess my sophomore, no, my junior year, my junior year in high school, because they only offered two classes. So I took it, ran out of French, took Spanish, went to college, decided I would start back in the French, and ended up with um, a bachelor's degree in French and a master's degree in French literature um, and I taught for 16 years. So the, these languages really come very easy to you it seems like, huh? Um, yeah, pretty much. I didn't like, and I don't want to offend anybody, but Spanish I didn't go very far because it's too easy. So um <laughs> to German instead. Oh my gosh, wow. Hey, that's um, great to know. That's really great to know. We have a translator here for us. But uh, So what is the application that you're going to talk about tonight, Linda? Um, well, Christine asked me if I would talk a little bit about uh, seeing AI um, and kind of in a comparison with KNFB Reader. Um, so a free one compared to a $99 one. And... Um, uh, my, the one that I use the most is Seeing AI. Uh, you know, there's a, a Microsoft product. It is a free app. Uh, it has nine channels, so there's nine different functions um, within the app. And um, 
I find it to be an extremely versatile. I use it literally a dozen times a day. Um, the first channel on it is, uh, is short text, and I use that to sort my mail. I can use it if I'm watching TVC. It will read me what's running down the side of the screen. If there's something I'm interested in, it will read me all that information. Um, I use it to identify, you know, just items when I'm, um, you know, trying to put stuff up that my grandkids have got now. Um, it's just a really, that's, that's my favorite part of it. That's what I use the most. Um, there's also a document reader, which is a second channel. Uh, what I like about it is that it tells you how to line up your document. You don't actually have to see the screen. And it will tell you, you know, right corner not visible, left corner not visible, bottom right corner not visible. When you get it lined up the way you, um, that it's happy, that the whole document is printed, it will say hold steady. It takes a picture and um, will read you the entire document. And uh, now KNFB Reader will do that as well, but it doesn't tell you anything. You have to kind of do your best guess as to if you're lining it up. And um, uh, seeing AI, you can uh, one finger swipe through your document. And KNFB Reader, it does it, but it's extremely choppy. Um, so as far as document reading goes, I tend to go with the seeing AI as opposed to the KNFB Reader just because it's, it's smoother um, and uh, it helps you line up the document. Now, Linda, let me ask you a question because yes. I I actually do have the KNFB uh, software program and I use that on my Windows computer. But with the Scene AI, is that an app that is used on your cell phone, or are you is there a way to use that also on a computer? I have not tried to use it on the computer. Quite honestly, I have it on my iPhone. And I look at it as my, you know, my pocket miracle um, because I carry it in my pocket all the time. I'm at the grocery store. Um, I can read things. It has product identifier. You, so you can scan something and tell what it is. If you can't, like on a can, it's kind of hard to get it to read smoothly on short text. But you can do the product identifier, and it will tell you what you're looking at. So um, it's a great phone app. Um, if anybody else knows whether or not it can be used on the computer, that would be, you know, good information. But I absolutely hate my computer. So my phone is my um, – I do my email. I do everything from my phone just because um, there's just too many issues with with using a PC and um, uh, some of the screen reader software. I just – I get too frustrated, and I can do it a lot faster and more efficiently from my phone. So um, seeing AI, as far as I know, is only for the, the iPhone. Okay. Now, what are some of the other, did you call them channels? I know yes. there's a doc reader and there's a, a product reader, but what are some of the other things that it could do? Can it identify currency? Yes. That's, I think, channel five. Um, there's There's nine channels. And um, the uh, currency identifier, um, I've heard mixed reviews on it. I haven't had any problems with it. It has accurately identified anything I've ever put to it, um, and very quickly. 
uh, without, you know, without a hesitation. On some of the currency readers, you know, sometimes there's there's a delay before you get your information, but I haven't found that to be true on CAI. Um, but they they do give a caveat that um, that it's still uh, in development and you know to have someone verify uh, your currency if you use it. But like I said, I, I have the advantage; I have some vision, so um, I can double check it. And I have not found it to make a mistake yet. So um, it's it's pretty good. One. Now it also has a color identifier. Oh. I'm not impressed with that. Oh. Um, if the light's not just right, you can get some interesting interpretations of the colors. <laughs> um, and, you know, I mean, everything from when you, you know you're wearing something white and it can be brown, it can be gray, it can be yellow. It just depends on how the light's shining on it. If there's too much light, it'll do one thing. If there's not enough light, it'll do something else. Okay. So um, I don't recommend the current, or I mean the uh, color identifier at this point because it's not, it is not accurate at all at this okay. point. Um, the scene identifier uh, is yet another channel, and it has some interesting issues as well. Um, it, it can give you some basic information about where you are, but sometimes it it makes some, I guess, uh, some mistakes that are understandable, but um, and if you can't see, you're not going to know that it's, um, I, I had it looking at my deck, and um, I have a, uh, a wrought iron bench, and it told me it was a park bench in front of a fence. So I can see where it could get the fence from because of the railing on the deck, but, um, you know, it just, uh, it, it can give you very basic information. It's still, again, that one is still under construction as far as they're concerned, but um, if you just want very, very basic, mostly accurate information, then then it's pretty good. Now, the person identifier, that one's pretty cool. Um I uh, showed it to my daughter and her boyfriend, and they sat and played with it while we were at Cracker Barrel one day. And it will tell you, um, 23-year-old man with dark hair and glasses looking confused. Oh, um, really? Yeah. And um, now uh, what I really liked is it said I was a 30-year-old woman with dark hair. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I haven't been 30 for a long time. So... <laughs> I won't say that the age part is entirely accurate, but it, it nails my, you know, my daughter's 23, and it, it identified her as being 23, and um, her boyfriend is also 23, and it identified him accurately. And um, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty neat because it will give you basic information, you know, it's facial expression. If somebody looks like they're ticked off, it'll let you know that. And... Um, or if you know somebody, somebody's smiling, or uh, and you can teach it who people are. So um, you know if it, you want it to remember certain people, um, it will identify them to you when you uh, you know point at them. So that's that's kind of a neat um, <clears throat> neat little part of it. Um, I was trying to think. We'll see. There's um, 
Oh, shoot. Um, trying to remember what the, oh, the light. There's a light sensor on it. Um, so if you want to, you know, if you don't have any vision and you want to know, you know, if a light is working or not working, uh, it emits a tone. And it will let you know what the intensity of the light is in the room that you're entering. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, and it works pretty good. That that one, um, you know, I I think it's um it's it's pretty accurate. But um, you can also use it. You can uh, set it up so that if you have pictures on your phone, um, it will go through and um, you know give you basic information about the pictures. Uh, so if you're looking for something specific, I mean, um, it's it's not a ton of information at this point, but it'll give you uh, basic information. So if you're looking for a picture of, um, I don't know, uh, maybe a friend that you've you've had um, that had it identify, it will tell you that it's a picture of John or Mary or whomever. Um, and what date it was taken on, and so on. Um, so that one, that one, I think, still needs a little bit of work. But it's a neat little thing if you want to to go for your photo album and look for something. It will give you a little bit of assistance with that. Linda, is it able to read anything that is written in handwriting? Uh, at this point, the only thing I've had success with is. Um, when when it's printed, I'm not getting a lot of success with um, with cursive or you know longhand, but um, I have jotted down notes on a sheet of paper and then you, you you know hold it and take a picture of what the text is and it has read back to me what I have written and I don't have very good handwriting anymore, so um, I have to give it kudos for being able to. Uh, decipher my hieroglyphics from a sheet of paper so but yeah that's that is a hand that I like that one because when I do take notes down um it's nice to have that so I don't have to turn on a, a CCTV or um something else you know to read it it will read me a name and a phone number or a grocery list just depends on what I have written down Wow, it sounds like it's really very powerful. So it works for both uh, Android and iPhones, is that correct? That's my understanding, yes. I have not tested it on an Android because I don't have one, and I can't get any of my friends to let me use theirs to test it out. So, um, And what's the price of it? Zero. Oh, that's even better yet. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's extra- it is extraordinary. Um that's that's why I'm so enamored with it because it costs nothing, but yet it does so many functions, and they're constantly updating it. I think the last update was uh, the beginning of this month, and um, you know, in comparing it with, and I, I'm not disrespecting the KNFB reader at all because I've had it for years, and um, there's just some functions that Seeing AI does that I think if KNFB Reader would incorporate it would make it a better app. Um, you know, with KNFB Reader, uh, your only option is to take a picture for it to read, and um, it doesn't give you any parameters to line it up. 
so you're kind of gambling whenever you do yeah. your picture for the rating. But you do have the option. You can file the document that you take a picture of. You can keep a record of um, whatever you, it is that you're photographing. Um, it uh, it really does well with. I remember doing a, at McDonald's. I decided to take a picture of the menu board, and it read the menu board with no problem. And it was from probably 25, 30 feet away. So you can get a little bit more distance um, with KNFB Reader That's great. than you can with Sing AI. Um, so it just depends on what it is that you want it for. Um, Sing AI, I think, is a, a tremendous, versatile, everyday, multi-use app. KNFB Reader, I think, would be great if you you know if you're a lawyer or um, you know, somebody who has to deal with a lot of documents, that would be the way to go because you can take the picture, hopefully get it all in. I mean, eventually you get a feel for it, how how far to be away from it and stuff. But um, you can keep a record of what it is that you have and keep them in files and access them when you need them or get rid of them if you don't want them. But... Um, it, it does have some limitations. I've noticed, um, I've tried taking pictures of like a poster that has text on it, and it doesn't like to differentiate on that um, okay. Okay. well as it does on just a plain uh, black and white document. Okay, great. Hey, I want to ask the audience, does anybody have any questions uh, for Linda about the Seeing AI app? If you do have a question, go ahead and unmute your phone. And, Dr. Uh, Dr. Hey, Bill? Oh, sorry. Yes, sir. <laughs> this is Robert. Um, the, the Seeing AI is designed for the iPhone at this time. So I just, I just wanted to let you know that. Okay. Have they so. not? They haven't finished the, um, I know they were working on one for Droid. Is it not done yet? According to the website. It just says uh, iPhone. Okay. Okay. Well, I know there's one in play for Android or, you know, one in uh, development for Android, the last I knew. I didn't know it wasn't done yet. Hey, hey Linda, it's Leslie. Hey, Leslie. Hey, I wanted to ask you, how does it do with the mail? Is it pretty good with the mail, reading your mail? Um. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it uh, it reads. Okay, um, when you hold it up, you know, to to your envelope, it will read you the return address first. Oh, nice. We'll go on down and you know read the um, you know to whom it's for. Okay. Um, now, if you don't want to know the return address, I will take my hand and cover up that section of the envelope and just kind of segment where I want it to read, but it does an awesome job. I, do, I use it every day for that purpose. Okay. The, the only problem is, <clears throat> and it will tell you this in the app, too, that um, if it gets a better view of it, sometimes it will repeat itself. So um, it's kind of annoying sometimes if, uh, if you've got it off kilter just a little bit because it will repeat the same line a couple of times. 
but it's just the camera getting a different view of the same line, so it will read it again and then continue um, re- reading the rest of it. But, yeah, it, it'll even read you the postal information if you want it. Wow. Okay. Thanks. You're welcome. Hey, this is Beth. Hi, Beth. Hi. Uh, I, I have a question, and this would not pertain to the short text part, but okay. how... How easy is it to, I don't know, it seems to me you'd have to do finger gymnastics. You're holding this phone, and then you have to tap the screen to take the picture. And how how easy is that to do? I, I, I'm thinking it's a, it sounds like it could be a bit awkward. Um, if you're doing a document, say you get a letter or, you know, something from, say Social Security sends you, you know, uh, one of their lovely certified letters like they normally do. Um, I usually, I take it laid out flat on my dining room table because it works, you know, it's best if you can get it on a contrasting surface. And then when you go to the document channel, which is the second one, um, you just hold it up and it, the phone will, t- it will tell you, the app tells you how to line it up. Right, but if if you if you're holding the phone physically and then you have to tap somewhere on the screen and this is for both KNSB and 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 the other one um you don't have to tap on, you don't have to tap on the screen when oh, you, you don't oh no once once you get the document when it says hold steady you just wait and it takes the picture for you okay and that's true for both of them then um, right not for KNFB. For KNFB, you have to actually physically do the... Okay, so yeah. how does that work? I mean, is it awkward? Um, the way I do, again, I will use a high-contrast surface because I, I still have some vision, so I can kind of see where the white document is on the brown table. And um, so I'm watching the screen to see that um, I've got white surrounded by a little bit of brown. And then I just take my uh, forefinger, my first, you know, first finger, pointer mm-hmm. finger, and tap the um, take picture. Oh, okay. So you're not afraid you're going to drop the phone or <laughs> something like that? <laughs> no, no. Okay. It's not too bad because you only have to hold it. It's roughly about a foot above it. Mm, okay. But that the easiest one is seeing AI because it does it all. It tells you, you know. Sounds like it, it. Yeah, it's wonderful because it will, you know, you'll know if the right edge is not visible, then you need to go, you know, move the, the phone a little over to the right. And mm-hmm. once you end up, it says hold steady, and it snaps the picture. And then you can oh, move. Neat. And you can, you can either, there's a, um, there's a play button, so it'll do a continuous read if you want to, or... You can touch the screen and do a one-finger swipe and and swap through your document and read, hmm. you know, of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's pretty cool. I, I enjoy it. That's Like I said, it's the one I use the most. Yeah. Um, just, just because it, I love that help feature. I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about trying to, to see if I've got it lined up. It's doing it for yeah. me. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Uh, this is... This is Tom from Vermont. A uh, couple things. I love the seeing AI. If you're doing the short text, when it starts reading, 
just flip the phone up and look at the ceiling or someplace else. Because, right. As Linda said, if you move it, it's going to try to reread it from that position. So if it starts reading on short text, I look at the ceiling or look at the floor or something where there isn't any print, and then it'll keep, keep reading what it already has seen. And thank you for pointing that out. I forgot, I, I forgot to mention that, so thank you very much for pointing that that's out. That's right. And you can, I got my house number, I would just, curiosity, my house, the sidewalk's about 40 feet from my house. I aimed it at my house and it said 87. I didn't know I had a house number on my house. And it read it from about 40 feet away. (laughs) And where it keeps us guys out of trouble, uh, from 10 feet away. Oh, that says ladies. Oops, I don't think that's the door I want. So you can, if you don't know, you can sort of scan a room and see if it picks up anything, especially doors. <laughs> wow. You no, know, that's great. I've made that mistake and, before of going into the ladies' room. <laughs> yep, you just lift it up and it'll say men, gentlemen, uh, and also street time. If you're walking along, I didn't know the little street next to me said had a said, uh, dead end. I didn't know there was a street sign. It is a dead end, I know. But, you know, there's street signs, and you can aim it at that street signs and see what they say. So it does do some good distance. See, I haven't played with it. There's Where I live, there aren't sidewalks, so I don't venture out much on walking. Um, so that's cool. That's a, that's even better reason to have it. Linda, this is Tom from Wyoming. Uh, you're kind of touching on it, but how forgiving is this uh, app when you're, say, pointing it at an envelope or pointing it at your mailbox or pointing it anywhere? When you can't see, you really don't know if you're looking right at it with your device or you might have to jockey it around to get it lined up straight. So what happens then? I mean, it's... it's, it's if it doesn't... If it doesn't see any text, it won't read anything. Um, the cool thing, I found I will hold, you know, my mail like in my left hand and point the phone at my left hand. And it, when it sees text, it will tell you. That's what I like because it will, it, it tells you when there's something there. Um, so you're trying to get used to how it, how it performs. And then you can kind of modify your positioning with it accordingly. Is that right? Right. And like with the product identifier part of it, it does a beep tone. So like if you're trying to find out what a can of something is, and if you set – the best way to do it would be to set the can on the countertop and hold the phone out and just kind of – slowly turn the can, when it perceives a UPC code, it starts beeping. And the closer you get uh, to it having a full view of it, it goes crazy. And once it has it, it goes, it makes this little sound, and then, boom, it says what the, what the product is. Or if it's something older, it'll say not, product not found. I have one more question about this, how it would read. I do a lot of woodworking, and I can no longer use a tape measure. I use a click rule. But 
if I was to put a tape measure out and try to measure, say, the width of a board. So it's looking at the tape measure. It's got the numbers and all the little marks on the tape measure, and it can see the edge of the board. Would it actually read what the tape measure is measuring? I don't think so. I've not had any, like, because I tried doing it with my thermostat. It will read you the numbers, but you can't tell where it's lined up. Okay, all right. So I wish it would do that because I sew, and um, I just kind of have to guess on my measurements. Um, okay. So that would be great if it would do that, but not at, not at this time it doesn't. Unless okay. unless Tom in Vermont knows something I don't know because I know he knows a that, lot about it as well. That's when I can't find the smoke detector that's sleeping in my dog climbs into bed at night because she's scared to death of the deep. I used be my eyes today because I couldn't find if it had a battery backup. And I took it down and I called be my eyes and showed it. And he said, turn it around. Yep, nothing. Looks like if you put your finger in there, oh, there's the battery. So are you going to go over be my eyes? That's uh, a real life certain. I'm just, the, the bottom line is it, technology isn't going to work for everything. You need a pair of eyes. Right. Yeah, Thank and if, you. Um, as far as be my, I don't know. I I I have the app, but I have not tested it out yet. I'm a little weird about calling people. I usually FaceTime my daughter and say, "Hey," <laughs> you know. Um, but I've I've heard good things about it. So I mean I don't know if that's one that was supposed to be covered tonight, but it's supposed to be really good. But I have not gotten up the gall to do it yet. Um, I do have the app. I just haven't gotten to the um, to point of using it yet. I, I'm so enthralled with uh, seeing AI that I, I tend to default to it. If it can't do it, then I go to something else. Well, just, just for anybody who may not be familiar with Be My Eyes, Be My Eyes, it's a different application, and this is one that does work with the iPhone and Android phones. And when you call it up, it will connect you to a live person, and your phone will then send a photograph or the video of what is in front of it, and the person who is a volunteer will describe for you what is in front of you. So uh, it's it's a application that's very helpful. And if I'm not mistaken, there are different subscription levels that you can purchase for how many minutes per month that you want to use. Different app, Dr. Bell. That's Ira. 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 Be My yeah. Eyes is absolutely free. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Be My Eyes, it is totally free then? Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. thank you. And what's cool about it, if you have a problem that you need looked at at 3 o'clock in the morning, it will put you with somebody in the world that speaks your language where it's daytime for them. So there's not a volunteer getting woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It'll be somebody in, like, New Zealand or Australia or Britain yep. where it's a normal time of day. This is Mary Lee Turner calling from Oregon, and I use Be My Eyes. I've used it a couple times, and, you know, I don't know that I would have them read me my, 
you know, a letter from Social Security or something, but they've been really great at identifying things. And there's, uh, there's apparently there's once you sign up, then you can get they'll send you a, a monthly letter and give you examples of who's used it. And um, I find it to be absolutely fabulous. Yes, and they also um, I get I get a monthly newsletter from them, and it and it does it gives examples of who's used it and for you know for what purpose. And they do tell you when you sign up for it, they give you a caveat. You know, don't don't ask them to do anything with personal information. You don't want them reading your your check you know your bank statement or your credit card information. Um, they they highly discourage any type of personal information, um, you know, being being done, and anything medical. Now, if you want them to tell you if uh, if there's mold growing on that soup you made last week, then then that's cool. <laughs> or can you help me set my thermostat? Or my dog threw up, but I don't know where it is. They they can do those kind of things. Um, but yeah, you don't want them. Because you don't know who you're getting. They are volunteers, and, you know, most of them, I would say, 99% aren't going to do anything, but they they warn you against doing that from the get-go. Well, Linda, this has been really excellent information, and if anybody wants to get in touch with you, do you actually have an email address or something that you're comfortable with sharing, or should we have them contact us a different way? Uh, no, you could just contact me through treasurer at cclvi.org. That would be good. Very good. Treasurer at cclvi.org. Well, thank yes. you very, very much. This is really, really great. And thank you for letting me share. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs> well, we'll have you on again because I, I think you have a lot of information to share. Well, our next speaker is also one of the board directors at CCLVI, and it's uh, Christine Shaken from Hawaii. And uh, I know that many of you have either used JAWS yourself or you have tried it in the past, but Christine has some real neat tricks that she's discovered with JAWS that she would like to tell us about. Christine? Well, first, before I jump into that, Dr. Bill, I want to cover six different apps while we're on the topic of apps that I use, just in case people know that, that just in case people don't know that they exist, and then I'll go over the gels. There's, there's a whole bunch of different apps. One is called Haytel, which is a free app where you can send voice messages back and forth to the person in your own voice. Another one is called Cero, where you can listen to... Um, how do you spell that? Can you tell us S-E- how to spell Yeah, S-E-R-O. The other one is H-E-Y-P-E-L-L. And yeah, I know I'm going to go really fast on these, but I will put up a show notes page with all this info that people can refer back to. Could you say them one more time and spell them? Sure. Why don't, I'll start over. How's that? Okay. Did I only mention two? Yes. First one is Haytel, H-E-Y-T-E-L-L, and it's two words, not one word. The next one is Cero, which is S-E-R-O, and both of these two apps are free. Cero. Another one is 
Yeah, S-E-R-O. Okay. That one is, that one's pretty good because that one you can listen to, like, different radio reading services from different states. You can listen mm-hmm. to old time. It's a, there's so much information in there you can't even make a dent. That's so much yeah. categories are in there. So, like, subcategories within another subcategory. Okay, great. Um, another one is the ACB link, which is the ACB American Council of the Blind link, or Council of the Blind, yeah. That's another one. And then if you use social media, there's one for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Facebook Messenger, I believe. Yeah, Facebook Messenger is really cool because if you've got a friend that um, has an Android and you have an iPhone and you want to do a video conversation with them, you can do that from Facebook Messenger. You can do it between two different, you know, non-compatible phones. That's a nice feature. Yeah, it's pretty cool. My son uses it because he has a droid, so my grandson can call his grandma um, on a video chat. So, it, And it does a nice clear picture, um, almost almost as good as FaceTime. But um, it, that's another, it, it's neat. Um you know, plus the texting features and stuff, but um, it, it gives it another option for video chatting. So, sorry, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, that's fine. I know you can talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, Dr. Bill, do you have any questions for me, or does the audience have any questions for me before I move on to the Jaws part? Somebody has a question. Go right ahead. Oh, I, this is Beth. I was just going to ask, with the HayTel app, yeah. is it... Is it sent and then received on demand? In other words, anytime the recipient wants it, or is it live? Is it like talking on a walkie-talkie? Basically, how it works is you send a message to somebody, and then it'll show up on the phone. Now, whether now whether they read your message at that point or not, that depends. So they get like a notification telling them that they have a message. And oh, so they could choose they can, whatever they want. Yeah, they can choose when they want to listen to it at whatever time. Oh, cool. So they don't have okay, to do it instantly that it comes in at the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, thanks. All right, Christine, why don't you give us those super tips on JAWS that you discovered? Okay, well, if you use the taskbar, so like if you have Outlook and Google Chrome and Microsoft Word, and the three different ones, so... If Microsoft Word is number one, but you have it minimized, but you don't know how to get it back up there, if you press the Start key, which is on your keyboard, the Windows key, Start key, and press the number one, then that's how you would pull up your Microsoft Outlook program from it being minimized. So you could actually do that for each one on your taskbar. You just have to make sure you know which number coincides with it. The other one that you can do is when you go on the Internet and you have a bunch of links, is do the insert in the F7 key. That's another one. Um, and then if you want to refresh pages, you can do the function key of F5. And then if you want to navigate the ribbon bar but you don't use a mouse in Microsoft Office, you just keep pressing F6 until you get to, so like if you want to get to insert, 
keep pressing the F6 key until you get to insert, and then once you get to insert, you can either press return, or you can press tab or your arrow key to lower to uh, max, I mean, to navigate that lower ribbon part of the bar, I mean, of the ribbon bar. So you can pretty much use F6 the whole time in Microsoft Word to navigate different parts of it. So, like, if you get to the bottom, it'll tell you how many pages it is, what the word count is. So you just kind of just navigate depending to what you want to get to. Mm, that's good. Okay, Dr. Bill, I'm sure you have a lot of questions for me about JAWS. <laughs> oh, does anybody have any questions for Christine about JAWS? I had one, and I think I had kind of asked Christine about this once before we didn't get to discuss an answer. I'm having a problem with, uh, you know, Fusion. Uh, Zentex Fusion is is Zentex illegitimately paired with JAWS, and I'm finding an issue with the keyboard when I'm on the internet. If I go into a text field, it's not wanting to let me type in it. Um, it's acting as though one of the other command keys is permanently pushed. So if I go to type CCLVI, it comes up and says, no combo boxes available. And it's like, I didn't ask you about combo boxes. I want to see. Don't let me have a C. And it won't let me use L. It won't let me use R. It won't let me use E. It won't let me the majority of the keyboard. Um so I'm trying okay, to figure. Are you talking about that, Linda? When you're within a browser, I'm assuming, correct? Yeah. When when I well when I go to a website like to go do CCLVI's um, bank statements, and yeah. I go in and I'm going into the text box to type in my username and password. Right. It won't let me type in the text box. This is Edward. I get the same thing when I use Outlook. And I'm trying to reply to a message. I just uh -huh. close the. I just close that okay. effort and retry it, and that often does it. Not always. Well, I have That's tried. What being... I would suggest you. I would. What I would suggest you do, Linda, is least close out the browser and then try to go back in again. Well, I, ha I have done that. I have done that. Have I can't because I've done that before. Where it won't let me type either, and I'll just keep pressing the tab key. Then eventually, it'll say it'll let me type in there. Well, I, the only thing I have found that somewhat sort of works about seventy-five percent of the time is, and I don't know why, but if I hit the space bar plus the letter I want, mm -hmm. it seems to force it to start allowing me to use the letters as letters as opposed to keyboard commands. It seems right. like it gets stuck in some kind of keyboard command zone, and I'm not sure how it's getting there because, um, well, I haven't requested have you it. Tried, have you tried doing it in a different browser besides the one you use? Yeah, I've done it in Google Chrome. I've done it in Internet Explorer. I've tried it and in... And the same thing keeps happening? The same crap. Yes, ma'am. I don't know. I don't use JAWS anymore since I've retired from Social Security, thank God. Uh, but what's the help desk for Freedom Scientific now? Um, I called them, and they can't explain to me why it's doing what it's doing. Linda? I, I upgraded. One of my computers is upgraded to um, 
Fusion 2019. It's still doing it. The one that is on Fusion 2018 is doing it. Um, and Help Desk has no flying clue. <laughs> so you know what? I think that's a, a a real a real complicated question. And if uh, the help desk and the people over there can't answer it, uh, that's not good. we're just going to have to uh, pass that question. And let's see if anybody else out there has any other questions for Christine. Christine, it's Kathy. Yes, Kathy. Um, my husband John is here, and he has uh, a suggestion. Go ahead, John. I wonder if the the uh, I'm an AT instructor, by the way, so I'm I'm pretty familiar with all this stuff. I wonder if the problem is that when you're on those edit fields, Linda, try type pressing Enter to enable forms mode. I think that's what it's not. Yeah, that's right, John. I have, I have tried that, and it it does not acknowledge it. It, it takes it that I'm trying to enter. Um, you know, when you finish typing in your, your password and you hit enter instead of going to the login button, it, it tells the invalid entry and it still won't let me, you know, it still won't let you, me type in the field. You turn Fusion off and simply use JAWS, does it work? I have not tried just using it with JAWS by itself, no. But I will do. I can tell you, Linda, if you use it with JAWS, you'll probably be better off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't you don't use it don't have them on at the same time. Turn the other one off and do jobs. I'm telling you it'll probably be a lot it'll be a lot easier. You know, for some reason it's not for some reason it's not liking that other program, so it's not letting you do anything. If you just use jobs, you won't have any problem. Because as soon as you press tab in that thing, it'll say form mode on. Okay. I will give it a whirl. I'm telling you thank you for that for with jobs. Appreciate the collective solution, and so I, I will try all of those and see if I can get it. Great. Function. Let's see, hey, sir. What is your name, John? Was it? It's uh, Kathy Farina, and my husband John is here with me. Hi, oh. Dr. Bill. How are you? We, I think we met briefly at an ACB convention at one. Oh time. yes. Well, you know what, Kathy, we're going to have to get John. He could do a great lecture for us on. Oh, uh, I'm leaving now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> okay. Actually, if, if before I, I really do have to step out to uh, uh, to get a drink and go see what my dog is up to. But have, can we go back a moment to the phone apps because I have a what might be a solution for the people who are having trouble holding their phone steady. Please. Um, if, if you're trying to read. Uh, something like a document, and this can be with KNFB Reader or Seeing AI. We, you never realize how much even double tapping the phone moves that camera and destroys your, you know, your ability to get the document in focus. So, um, what I did was get one of the, a friend of mine had one of the, the scan boxes, it's called. It's a little folding, um, box, uh, if you will, and you unfold this and it's got some magnetic closures and it opens up. Uh, you put your phone on top of it, you slide your document inside the box, 
Uh, there's a cutout for the camera uh, where where that fits, and a friend of mine, one of the instructors I used to work with, uh, put some bump dots around the that area where you would, where you would put your phone so that the phone stays so you you, you know where you're supposed to set it um, and it won't move, and therefore. Um, the phone can take a nice picture because the document is uh, is still, and you're uh, you're good to go. While Kathy was at the Seeing Eye, I read um, I read my ma- the, the mail that came in here, and at least at least I separated the crap from the stuff that um, that you know I needed somebody uh, like my sister to come and read more thoroughly uh, for me. I think these things are like. 35 bucks or 15 bucks or something like that, depending on which model you get. I'm willing to bet you could buy it on Amazon, but uh, I can find out if anybody wants to know. I could just contact my former coworker. I just he mentioned it the other day, but he didn't happen to mention where um, he told somebody he'd get it for her, but he didn't he didn't tell her where he was going to get it. So I don't know what his what his current source is, but. Um, that might be helpful for folks who are having a hard time, like me, steadying, um, steadying their, you know, their phone. And the KNFB reader does give you info on your documents positioning. It will allow you to take a field of view report, and it'll tell you um, where you have where you have to move it. But in the box, it's it, it, your phone is the steady part, and it's much easier to put something in there and uh, and read it that way. Could, this is this is Mary Lee again from Oregon. Could you say what it's called again? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's I believe it's called a scan S C A N box. Okay. And I don't okay. know. I honestly don't know whether that's two words or one. I, okay. Try Google searching both ways. I will. Thank you. Thank you, John. That's a great idea. That is really good. Okay, are there any final questions for uh, Christine? We have two more speakers this evening. This is really great. Okay, thank you very much, Christine. Now, our next person to speak, he actually is the person who developed a fantastic large print calendar. So if you are a person who is low vision and you have some vision and you would like to be able to organize your schedule or to create appointments or also it's very easy to take with you, this this is the perfect solution for it. And I think this is really something that many people with low vision really need because I have seen all sorts of different things. Real quickly, I remember one time there was a gentleman that came into my office And he came in for a low vision examination, and when it came down to scheduling his follow-up, I noticed that he was carrying what looked to me to be a poster. And when it came to scheduling his appointment, he enrolled it, and it was a giant poster-sized calendar. And that's what he needed to be able to see what the dates were, and he tried to write in there. But uh, Ed is on the line here with us. And, Ed, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and let everybody know about the name of your calendar that I, I just really think is fantastic. Well, thank you, Dr. Bill. I 
kind of feel like I'm uh, partly preaching to the choir. I know a number of you listening are familiar with it, and with so much talk about using the phone, none of you may, or I should say may, most all of you may prefer to use your phone to manage your calendar. So I recognized and knew from the very beginning that coming up with another print calendar was not what everyone needed. But uh, I didn't grow up with a smartphone, and my whole working life I used a print calendar, and I, I frankly prefer it. I, there are advantages to both, and I certainly recognize that, and never, ever suggest anyone switch from a phone-based calendar to a, a print. But um, it's, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a 8.5 by 11 spiral-bound product. It's uh, half-inch thick by the, the laid down, but thick as a wooden pencil. Uh, but I started this company in uh, 2015, when I just was so fed up that I could not find a product that met my needs. Uh, and there's a lot of a, a lot of them out there. I didn't want a poster-sized one. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want... I needed a lot of space to write. I, I write big so that I can see it. And uh, none of the products that I found gave me that space. Or if they... Well, frankly, none of them did. Um, and... Um, there were just a lot of extra things that make a print calendar accessible besides calling it large print. So having a little bit of a design background and being retired and foolishly having some free time, I uh, sat down and designed this and incorporated everything that would make it useful for me. And uh, so it's been available. Uh, I'm four editions now. The 2019 is out. And uh, believe it or not, I'm about to start on the 2020 edition, which will come out this fall. And, Ed, what is the name of the calendar, and where can people get it? Sure. Uh, it shows how bad of a salesman I am or a business person. That should have been the first <laughs> thing I said. Um, it, it's called the EZ2C Weekly Planner Calendar, um, and I'll spell that out uh, <clears throat> so that if you want to go to the website, the uh, letter E as in Edward, Z as in zebra, the numeral 2, the letter C as in cat, and the word products, P-R-O-D-U-C-T-S dot com. And that will redirect you to an even more awful URL. Um, and it is, of course, available on the website that will come up when you enter that. It's available through independent living aids, uh, Blind Mice Mart, and everybody is on Amazon, so I'm on Amazon as well. Uh, it's in 16 states, last time I checked, and most of those are lighthouses. Uh, there's several in California, for those of you who are out there. None in Wyoming, I'm sorry to say. Uh, and the Iris Network in Maine um, doesn't carry it, but they refer people to it, so I do see Maine orders, uh, referrals. Um, there are a couple of eye doctors that uh, are familiar with it and do sell it. And I'm going to be reaching out to more eye doctors in California in the, in the new year. Uh, prior to now, it was going for $21.95, but I now dropped it down to 18, 18 and change because you, you may not get all 12 months use out of it unless you order soon. And uh, there are some CC or not CC ACB 
affiliates, uh, Ohio, Missouri, and Oklahoma, have purchased it this fall for their state conventions and used it as a fundraiser. I give a special price so that they can make some money. And, in fact, I do it in a way that if they have some left over at the end of the year, don't think they'll sell them in the new year, they'll send them back and I'll give them a full refund as long as they haven't messed up the calendar. So that's proven helpful, and I hope to be uh, reaching out to uh, CCLVI chapters here in the new year as well with the help of uh, Sarah. Well, thank you very, very much for developing this, and I hope everybody has a chance to see it. The EZ2C products, letter E, letter Z, number two, letter C products. So thank you very much, Ed. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, yes, you're welcome. And uh, our our last speaker for this evening is a, a gentleman who, as you can tell from listening to this call tonight, he is just full of information. And it's uh, Tom from Vermont who's going to talk to us about an app that's called WhatsApp. Welcome, Tom. Okay, thank you, Dr. Bill. Yeah, WhatsApp. Um, the reason I brought it up to Dr. Bill is there are various chats on it. I belong to several of them, and I created a chat for Let's Talk Low Vision. Uh, I wanted to say Let's Talk Low Vision with Dr. Bill, but it was too many letters. So it just says Let's Talk Low Vision. And my idea on this is WhatsApp is good for either the uh, iPhone or Android phone. And you can send voice messages, basically. So uh, I thought it would be good if those that were on this chat would download the app, and then you have to register with your name and telephone number. This does not work on a tablet. It's a telephony app in it, application. Therefore, it's attached to a phone number. So... Uh, you sign up, and then either Christine, who is an administrator, or me, if you send us your email address, we can send you a link that you just click on to sign up, or you can send your uh, name and telephone number to us, and then what we do is we put it in our contacts, and if you have WhatsApp app on your phone and have registered and we have the contact with your name and telephone number, we can add you. My envision was that for like we've given several apps, we've given several links, and anybody that gives a presentation could then follow up and say, my name is such and such, this is the link, and you can actually put the link in a message so somebody could go to it and just click on it. It's easy because it's voice. And those that aren't very good at emailing or text messages or whatever, you can send a voicemail. Uh, you can also, if you want to, if you have the WhatsApp and somebody else has a WhatsApp, you can do telephone calls via it. Uh, you can send text messages as well but I envision it mainly as a way to communicate with Let's Talk Low Vision so anybody that gives a presentation or has a question can simply do a voicemail. Everybody can listen to it, and 
like the problem with your jaws, it would be a good response. If John has um, an answer or somebody else has an answer, they could post it, and it would be out to everybody. And we could give a reminder. I already talked to Christine about it, sending a reminder out one week before and one day before. Remember, everybody, it's Let's Talk Low Vision. Uh, That's uh, the great. Third Tuesday of the evening. So that's my vision, and I hope everybody will download the app. It's totally free. Um, I think there's 2 billion users around the world now, and everything is encrypted. The government doesn't like it so much because supposedly all the messages are encrypted and can't Good. get in there. Good. Oh, this is great. So even, for example, the the links of those six applications that Christine was talking about, we could put it on here and everybody would be able to see it then. Correct. And, you know, sometimes you might get, like there's one chat, there's a lot of them on there, and it's about 30 or 40. I don't envision it to be that big here. But if you have a link, you know, oh, I don't need that, you can delete, delete. But if there's one that you want to keep, you can star it and you can keep it for future reference. So it's very, very versatile. Or if there's a link you like or a message, you can then forward that message to somebody else. So I have found that with the other chats that I belong to, very, very useful. Okay, so the first thing is that we would use our, our smartphone and download the app, What's app. And do we then next have to contact uh, Christine by email? You can simply email Christine, and it's easier for her, or you can email me. I'm easy, vermonttom at gmail.com. I'll need your, if you just give me your email, I will send you a link as an invite to this chat. Don't share that link with anybody else unless you really think that they should join, because if you send it out to, a, you know, a thousand of your closest friends, everybody can get on, and we don't. Okay. So. All right. So we could send an email to either Tom at VermontTom at Gmail. And, Christine, mm -hmm. your email? My email is director17 at cclbi.org. Director17 at cclbi.org. Okay, great. Okay, well, this has really been uh, just a really great, great program, everybody. I hope that you all enjoyed it. I hope that you all have a wonderful Christmas and a wonderful New Year. And we want to thank uh, Dick Burden from Airs LA for recording this. And we'll, we'll get it up on the website very soon. So, again, thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful holiday weekend.